day that God has given me, we are made for signs and wonders. Lend my voice to that of our bishop in charge of this part of the world to say ahead of schedule, congratulations for what God is planning to do. After these few years of my relationship with Christ, I found that whenever you want to take a new step, the devil would like to pull your feet back. But if you don't give him attention, he will never give you direction. And I'm glad that this is a ministry that we learn as time goes on. You are constantly going to face battle, but your name will be winning. If you don't know what it means to fight a Christian fight, read the episodes of Paul. When, uh, I know when you read, or when I read, they say Daniel was thrown in lion's den. Oh my God. And he came out. You know how joyful you are to say he was thrown to lion's den, he came out. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. were thrown to the fire and none of them burned. You think that that fire is air-conditioned room because it wasn't you. It's very easy to read what God did with this great man of faith. And when I, I was a young preacher, I heard a preacher say, prison said, Paul said, in imprisonment often, a shipwreck, in beating, in biting. I said, God, for the ministry, I didn't know that when you answer the call of God, you completely face the devil headlong. The only time you never have problem is when you are tolling his part. Then there's no collision. But if you are going to go opposite direction, you are going to learn how to Stand your faith and believe in your God. So tonight for the remaining 42 minutes, <laughs> I want to speak on what I call no prize is too high for your dream. Let me hear you say no prize, no prize. is too, too high to pay for my dream. Can you say that by yourself boldly? No I didn't hear you say me. Let me hear you say by yourself, personify it. For me to pay for my dream. And of course, if you have no dream, there's no need of looking for price. But if you are going to have a dream, let me start from the book of Genesis. I'm only going to give four examples of four people in the Bible tonight. One woman and three men. The first one is called Joseph. And the Bible says, 
and Joseph, this is Genesis 37. Genesis chapter 37. And Joseph dreamed a dream. And he told it his brethren. And they hated him yet the more. Verse 9. And he dreamed yet another dream. And told it his brethren. And said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made offense to me. Verse 11. And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the same. Let me hear you say loudly, he dreamed again. Now the first word we read here is that he dreamed a dream and told his brethren and they hated him. Verse 9 said, he dreamed again yet another dream. If it was you and I in the world of today, and I say to you, David, I dreamed, I saw myself in a brand new Volkswagen. That's the car Christian like to ride. <laughs> and I saw you coming to ask me for a ride. You say, me? An Englishman asking you for a ride? We will see. Now I leave you, I go back. To my house and I come back. David, that of yesterday is cancelled. I have just dreamed another dream. I saw myself in Pajero. You need a ride? Now the dream continued, continued until the Bible said they left hatred to envy. These are not enemies from outside. These are his brethren because the Bible is not talking of the devil here now. Many times you want to think of bad. You only think of devil. You don't think of your neighbor. You don't think of your husband. You don't think of your wife. You don't think of your, anyone close to you. But the Bible says a man's enemy is of his household. And for years, by the grace of God, this ministry has taught me not to go far to see what the devil can do, but very close. That's me, not you. Some of you. You have to travel to London to see devil. If you want to see devil, go outside and see what is happening. Now, his brethren hated him. His brethren envied him. These two languages, are they Christianly? Please respond back to me. Are they, are they godly language? They hated him. Is that a good language? They envied him. Is that a good language? That's not a good language. But that did not stop Joseph from dreaming. Now, he started first, hated him. He progressed, envied him. Now, later, they ganged up his brethren and said the next thing is to kill him. When they tied him to kill him, one of them said, why not we sell him? What is his debt going to profit us? But if we sell him, we can share the amount. And somebody said, that makes sense. His brethren... Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? 
his brethren, say that with me, decided to kill him, changed their mind, and sold him, his brethren. All right. Now, they did that, but listen to the good news from my own research. They first of all took him, tied him, threw him in the pit. Then the Egyptian merchant were passing, if you go to chapter 38, 39, and they saw, don't worry about that, I will tell it to you. They, they threw him in the pit. What threw Joseph to the pit was his dream, not another man's dream. If you don't like what he dreamed, ignore it. But as far as they are concerned, to ignore it was not the reason, was not enough. We were to kill him for dreaming a dream. And for God to worsen it, he made him dream more. That is the part of God. He dreamed the first dream, they hated him. He dreamed the second dream, they envied him. When he dreamed the third dream, they lost their patience. And took him outside the city to kill him. But on the way, somebody said, death is not the solution. Let's sell him and make some profit. They threw him to the pit. When the merchant heard a voice of someone crying in the pit, they stopped from the top of their ass or a horse or a camel. And they said, what's that noise? They said, we have one nasty dreamer. We want to sell him. And the Egyptian merchant bought him. Listen to where the story started changing. When they paid for Joseph, they gave the 30 pieces of silver to his brethren, and they turned to go. On their way, going back to their land, the men that bought Joseph lifted him from the ground and put him on top of a camel. The man they sold was riding home, and the one who sold him trekking home. I wish that was English language. You think that's an English word? The buyers carried the man high on the top of Rolls Royce. The people who sold him, they were going home sad with a blood-stained coat. They took his coat, they sold him. But the man they sold climbed on the top of a camel, waving them, see you, bye-bye. was captured in the book of Esther. Taken to a palace, married to the king. His country were now seized in captivity. And one of the men decided to risk his life to tell Esther what he dreamed. And the dream was that in you is a redemption. Take us out of the land of bondage because the whole nation was going to be killed. And Esther used the words like this. For the dream of my people, if I perish, I perish. But I will stand to defend my people. And the Bible said Esther found favor in the sight of the king. And the man who decided to kill the nation of the Jews was killed. 
It was a dream that made Esther say, if I perish, I perish. Now we come to the life of the person I want to use tonight as a practical example. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Exodus said there was a notice given for any child born in the land of Egypt. If it be a male from the age of one day to two years, they should be beheaded. In the season of beheading, a young boy was born. The Bible says when this young boy was born, the father and the mother saw him to be a proper child. And the word there in Greek, translated to King James English, proper child meant a child of destiny. And so they hid him for three months. And the king couldn't find him. But the story started from Exodus that in labor, in labor, the Egyptian midwife were told if any Jewish woman was in labor and the head of the child came out and you sighted it and it looked like a boy, use the knife of circumcision to cut the throat. In your hand and in my hand is constantly a knife given by the devil. You can either use a knife to kill or use a knife to do good. The Egyptian midwife said, this child has a destiny. We can't kill him. And in the danger of their lives, they spared Moses and told the mother to speed away. She sped away with Moses and hid him in the same land for three months. After three months, voice of Moses crying in the house was getting louder and neighbors were now noticing that that's a Hebrew voice. Destiny. And the mother bought a basket or weaved a basket. The Bible says she weaved it, but I think she bought it, what, whichever. The Bible is correct. I can just imagine. But now, the mother took the son. Where's your baby face? Can, oh, it's gone out. Okay. Now, now for the mother to take a basket and put the son inside and go to the river bank and say to God, I've done what I know to do. Now it's your turn to do your job. I'm the channel, but you are the source. I hand Moses over to you. Listen to this. All I have been saying, all I've just said in these past few minutes, is for what you believe. What price are you willing to pay for your dream and your conviction of conversion? Because if your conversion have no conviction, you are going to be one of those Christians I believe in God when he's well. I hate God when he's wrong. I love God when I prosper. I 
don't want to hear of him when I'm in trouble. And when you don't want to hear of God, it's more for you daily than the time you want to hear of God. Today you are dancing and singing. I may not understand the love you have for me. God is good. For you to sing that, somebody's hand received six inches nail. For you to say, I'm born again, a spear went to his side. He, they pierced his side. My Bible says, blood gushed out. Any of you who sing here is only singing because someone sank for you to sing. Someone dropped from the cross. Someone was torn naked. Someone was bruised. 468 times they lashed his back. He bled. And when he asked for water in anguish, agony, they gave him vinegar. Today we are singing of the goodness of Christ. But think of what he paid. And why did he pay? Because God said, who will I send? He didn't say, here we are. Send us. Here am I. Send me. To serve God effectively. To serve God successfully is more than God is good. All the time. That's true. But for you to be able to say that, it costs somebody something. I hope you are hearing me tonight. I'm not going to talk to you like before. And I'm not going to pray for you tonight. You pray for yourself. But listen to this. Think of a man heal the sick. Think of a man raise the dead. Think of a man cast out devil. At the end, the 12 men he walked for ran away. The 12 men he trained ran away. In Mark chapter 16, the Bible said when they were asked of all this that Jesus has done, do you believe? The Bible said in Mark 16, they believe not. They graduated from three and a half years Bible school, which I believe not. Now who will God trust to commit his work to in the 15th verse of Mark 16? In their doubt, Jesus appeared and said, Take this gospel to all over the world. In my name you shall cast out devils. You will heal the sick. I cannot send the man who denied me to go and represent me. But I'm not Jesus. I cannot trust the man who said, I believe not. And say, go ye into all the world, verse 15. And preach the gospel to every creature. When you say you don't believe me, I can't send you to represent me. But I'm not Jesus. Jesus believed in them. Your dream will cost you something. Your belief will cost you something. Moses was carried and put in the river. Immediately his back touched the water. Divine power left the river and by divine interpretation went to the king's palace. Suddenly, the daughter of the king, the princess, awoke from sleep and said, I've not had my bath since morning. 
I'm going to go and bath. From her room to the bathroom is about 10 feet. But she said, today I'm not bathing in the bathroom. I'm going to the river. So they have to call all the soldiers in the land to block the way because the princess wants to go and swim at the river. Destiny. When she was getting near the river, she had a cry. I'm here. And whose voice? A Hebrew son. She said to the people following her, the one carrying the towel, the one carrying the soap, the one taking the perfume, the one with the body lotion. Shh. Can you hear what I hear? And they said, yes. We can hear a sound. And she walked closer and saw a basket flowing towards her. And she looked. A beautiful, lovely baby. She bent down, carried the child, and shouted, I've gotten me a son. Question to you all, was she married? Please answer me. Has she been pregnant? Has she had a son or not? Yes, she said, I have me a son. She took the child and forgot to have her back. And went back home. Danced to the father's presence and said, Daddy, I've gotten me a son. And the father called the whole leaders in the country and asked them to take care of Moses in the palace. That's the boy he was looking for. Now the boy standing before him treated as the first child of the king. Why? Destiny. When I listen to the story, the Bible says that In verse 23 of Hebrew 11. Can you all read it very loud for me to hear? By faith, when he was born, was he three months of because they saw he was a proper child and they were. Right. Verse 24. By faith, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Verse 25. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God and to en than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. Verse 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he had recompense unto the recompense, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Let me hear you say Moses. Time must come in your life in any decision you want to take. For example, my daughter is here tonight. Her name is Ruth. Stand up, Ruth. She went to school. She finished her first degree. She started her master's. She decided to choose a course in life to pursue. Today, she's in Buckingham University reading law. It's her choice. If you have no decision, you can never have direction. 
She's doing law. Take your seat. Feb, stand up. Some of you have seen Feb here. Yes or no? Yes. Come closer to the front here. That is the senior brother of that lady. He's an MDS studying medicine. They are same father, same mother. One year, three months apart. One is reading medicine, one is reading law. Why did they not make their head to do semi-medicine, semi-law? They have their different choice. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Law, medicine is their decision. We as parents, we couldn't say to them, you must be a pastor. But there's only one thing I told them, finish your education, put your degree on your left hand side and carry your Bible on your right hand side. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? You can read whatever you want to read. Finish it first. I wouldn't stop you now. Pass all the degree you want to pass. But I will give you a little decree. God in every subject you have studied, he must be the priority of your life. No Christ, no future. No Christ, no decision. You cannot say no to serving God. Yourself, your brother, your sisters, your mother, and myself, we didn't teach you any other way to go than the way of the Lord. That's our decision. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Now, if you want to really serve God, first you have to know those who serve God before you pay the price for their belief. It cannot be cheaper now than it was then. We are passing through the way of our forefathers. First, from the Garden of Eden, Cain and Abel, same father, same mother, one gave a better offering. The one whose offering was rejected was beheaded by the one who gave a good offering. Today, the Bible record, the blood of Abel cried out from the ground. No price is too high for your dream. No price is too high for your belief. Except if you are not a believer. I jokingly said to Bishop Reed yesterday, supposing somebody came to Panel and said, where is Mr. Clemson? I said, here am I. Did I hear that you say your pastor's name is Bishop Reed? Say yes, say nobody like that. Supposing you are told your name is not your name. Are you going to kill yourself? Supposing somebody stands before you and says, you are not a man, you are a woman. <laughs> <laughs> if you have sense, you don't argue. You say, thank you very much, but I know who I am. Did you hear what I'm saying? Because if you begin to drag, I'm a man, you are not a man, I'm a man. Tyson may bite your ears. Let me also ask you, 
Supposing you were Joseph who dreamt a dream. And the first people you told were not witches and wizards, but your brethren. And to compensate you for your dreaming, they sold you. Or let's start from the beginning. I dreamt a dream. Suddenly, your brother said they are no more your brother. They hate you. Then you still go to bed and God said, Joseph, good morning, good morning. One more dream. So I'm going to say, please don't. I'm not sure you are aware of what happened to the first one. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Now you, God gave you another dream. But foolish enough or wise enough, one of the two must be the reason. He called them again and said, you are angry for the first one, but look at the second one. <laughs> are you hearing me? Then he told them the third one. He said, I saw all of you bow your head and give me respect. They said, before we do that, you will be sold. Joseph was thrown to prison. They took his coat. Then they bought him and took him to Egypt. When he got to Egypt, the wife of the king, Potiphar's wife, took his second coat. His brethren took his first coat, men. The woman took his second coat, male and female made he them. But the only thing they couldn't take away from Joseph is his dream. You can lose your first coat and lose your second coat for your dream. But don't lose your dream if you lose your coat. Because a few years later, 17 years later, Joseph was not only having courts, he was sitting on the throne as the governor general of Egypt. Somebody say hallelujah. What price have you paid for your belief? What price have you paid for your confession of salvation? Supposing now that you are a Christian, suddenly, as you close tonight, God forbid, you are about to enter your car, and another car bash your car, boom, and you lose your leg. Will you still say, thank you, Jesus? Or say, how I wish I didn't go to church. If God have need of you, think of someone like Saul of Tarsus. He became a Christian on Monday on the way to Damascus. On Wednesday... The people he worked for before now agreed he must kill him. And Saul ran to the Christians. And the Bible said they weave a basket and put him in the basket and threw him over the fence for his new confession. He escaped to another town to preach the gospel. What price would you pay for your dream? Supposing you are not a Christian preacher. You are just a businessman. And you borrowed 10000 to establish a business. Three days later, you lost the whole thing. Yet God spoke to you distinctly. Do computer business. Your business house boggled. All the computer packed. Will you say, God didn't say so? Or you are going to say the devil said so? What price are you willing to pay for your dream? How far 
will you go with your dream? That's my question tonight. When it's rough, you still believe God is with you. When the road is harder than you thought, and the journey is farther than you thought, what price are you willing to pay to get to where you want to go? No price is too high for your dream. Moses, when he came to age, choosing rather to suffer affliction. The Bible is not talking about affection, it's talking about affliction. It was his choice to suffer affliction rather than to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Esteeming the riches of Christ's life than the treasures in Egypt. Which of the two will you choose? The glory of God as a later reward or a temporarily temporal applause of men. I'm here today in England because I paid the price for my nation to be saved. Supposing I got here this evening and Bishop Reed said, My Bishop, you are welcome. But there's no service tonight. Go back home. Thank God I have my return ticket. I wouldn't weep. I wouldn't cry. Yes, it took me time to come. But if I look at what Jesus suffered to bring me here. To where I am. Then the Bible says, count it joy. Somebody say joy. joy. I didn't hear you. Try it again. Joy. The Bible said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Don't accept the salvation of bread and butter only. Accept the call, you pastor. There are going to be times you'll be bruised. There are going to be times you'll be wounded. There are going to be times you'll be injured. There are going to be times you'll be betrayed. By your friends or loved one or relation. Sometimes any girl who wants to marry, all they hear is, I love you. Get inside first. Any man who wants to marry, all you hear is, I love you. I love you. To say I love you is not difficult. But the first seven years will prove whether you really love me or I love you. Ask any married man, any married man who is sincere, he will tell you that sometimes you wish you were not married. Not in England, but I'm just saying so. But one of the two must say, if we walk, marriage is a game of, I forgive you, you forgive me, we'll continue tomorrow. <laughs> not in England, I'm just talking of Africa. The simplest argument my wife and I have is 
We are living here in 10 minutes. She says, give me five. It's all right. I have told her 10 minutes. 15 minutes time. Honey, are you ready? Two more minutes. I know English women don't do that. <laughs> 20 minutes later, she's come out with red shoe on a green dress. Then she asked me, did these two go together? I said, very well. She said, it doesn't go. Why are you asking me? If you know green dress didn't go with red dress, why are you asking me? She said, it doesn't go together. I said, who put it in your hand? You did. Then she now called our house help. Mabel, bring green shoe there. She rushed and bring three green shoes. She said, none of these. 25 minutes now. Finally, the bag is found. The, the shoe is found. We enter the car. Oh, I forgot my key. We've done two miles. Honey, leave it. The house is safe. No, no, no. The things I left in the bed, they are going to be missing. We have no teeth in the house, but I want to go back. We drove, we drive back. From honey to madame. From madame to Dr. Margaret. <laughs> Finally, we have to believe God to buy two cars. The law of becoming a Christian is stronger than the law of marriage. Because when you become a Christian, you are married to the chief shepherd. But what price are you willing to pay for your salvation? The Bible says here, he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Just in case one of these days, your salvation is questioned, what will be your choice? To suffer with the people of God. Just in case, if this church were to be persecuted, if now the government come here, it happens in many Muslim nations, and they send his troops here. If you still want to be a Christian, you'll be killed. Or if you say you are no more a Christian, you leave. Half of all of you here tonight. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I'm saying? Half. We run out. Lord, I will serve you anyway. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that happened in Russia. Soldiers enter the church and say, renounce Christ and leave or accept him and die. And I'm glad to tell you 99% agree to die. And because they agree to die, they are alive. No price is too high for your dream. Verse 27, read it for me very loud. By faith, he forsook Egypt. You, you, you understand what you are reading? He did what? Look at it. He forsook Egypt. Is that in your Bible? Verse 38. 
prayed, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood. Lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Verse 29. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea. As by dry land, which the Egyptians are sailing to do, were drowned. Verse 31. By faith, the hall of Rahab perished not. Jump to verse 33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions by their belief. By their beliefs. They faced lion face to face. By their belief, tiger was plating. By, their, by his belief, Daniel was told, if you say, no more the God of Israel, we will not throw you to lion's den. But if you still insist you will serve the God of Israel, you will go to lion's den. Daniel said, throw me in. I believe I will come out. No prize is too hard for your dream. No gun is too close to your head to say, I don't know God anymore. They face lions. They face kingdoms. Verse 34. Quenched the violence of fire. Escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness, we are made strong. Was valiant in fight. Turned to flight the armies of the alien. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. What price is too high for your dream? Verse 35. Women received their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Women, what price is too hard for your dream? Verse 36, and others had trial. Of cruel mockings and scourging, yea, moreover, of bonds and of imprisonment for their dream. Verse 37 They were stoned, they were sown asunder, we are tempted, we are slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. For their dreams. For their dreams. No price is too high for your dream. You may be stoned instead of embraced. You may be chased out. When they are read in the book of Luke. Jesus arrived down the whole 
government drove him out. Sent Jesus away. They said, well, don't, you are a false prophet. I don't know what, how you look at the Bible. Supposing somebody comes and says, you are not a church, you are a secret court. Will you still believe in God or you are going to try to deny? Carry on with your dream. Carry on with your belief. Carry on with anything. Carry on. Carry on. No price is too high for your dream. If you are chained, you'll be loose later. If you are put in prison, you'll be discharged one day. No price is too high for your dream. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Is your dream challenged? Don't lose focus. Is your head the challenge? Don't lose focus. Is your marriage challenged? Don't lose focus. Whatever it is that the enemy tried to use to make you say no to your God, say yes to Christ. Some were stoned. Some were bruised. You know, every time I read in the Bible, Isaiah 53, and I hear the Bible say, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. It's sweet to say. It's good to confess. But think that that's a human being. Christ incarnate. Christ in flesh. Wounded. Bruised. Sword. Pierced, whipped, he was wounded for our transgression. The salvation benefit is sweet, but the pain to give it to you was hard. What price are you paying for your dream? Is anybody hearing what I'm saying tonight? To read medicine, Feb goes to school every day, very early in the morning, and come very late. The pleasure of England. He doesn't know it. Are you hearing me? When he, when he was at home at the age of two, driver take him to school and bring him back. At the age of five, driver take him to school and bring him back. At the age he is now, whether snow or sun, no more driver. If you want to go to school, go. But one day, if he needs two drivers, he can get. No price is too high for your dream. Today may be your day of agony. Tomorrow is going to be your day of rejoicing. No price is too high for your dream. Seven more minutes, I will finish. Look at Verse 38. Of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains, in dens and in caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report, 
Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Stand to your feet, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I say stand to your feet and shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. All these obtain a good report. a friend, Mary as a sister. If I had listened to what I suffered to be a preacher, you would not call me preacher today. First time 37 years ago, a white missionary came from England to come and preach in my city. I have no coat of mine. He loaned me one of his coats. My hand was halfway on the sleeve. When he said, Jesus Christ is the Son of God, he asked me to say that, and I said it. My age group carried stone and began to stone the two of us. In the same city, that was 38 years ago, in the same city today, when my car stand and mob by the same townspeople, for nearly 40 years ago, I'm mocked. Today, I'm mobbed. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? To accept Jesus in those days was a, a shameful thing. You have better things to do than to be a Christian. Not to accept him today is a shameful thing. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? What price are you paying for your belief? No price is too high. It may not be as smooth as you thought. It may not be as easy as you wanted it to be. But no price. Let me hear you say no price. No it's too high, it's too high. For, my for my dream. And anytime you want to step forward, there's always a hook by the devil to draw you back. My prayer for you is, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Esteeming the riches of Christ's glory than the treasure of the land of Egypt. Many were stoned. Many were killed. But thank God. The Bible says in verse 29, Of whom the world was not worthy, of whom the world, no cost was too high. No cost. I wasn't there when God told this man, drop your police uniform, carry the Bible. No. Each one of us, we are where God placed us by his divine calling. And destiny is at work in your life and my life. No pride. No pride. If it's only one person God sent me here for tonight, I'm saying that to you again and again. No price is too high for your dream. Did you hear me? Pressing forward is the word. The remaining last verse in verse 40. And this all having obtained a good report through faith Receive 
receive not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us. That they without us should not be made perfect. No prize. Finally, my champion, Jesus Christ. Born in a manger, denied his kinship. The Pharisees and Sadducees bedained him. His age group said, we know where he was born. Is that not a capital son? Do we not know his brethren? Mary and Jaja, Labra, James and Bar. 2,000 years later, every trumpet that sounds honors Christ. Every army that march honors Christ. Today, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. He's coming back again as the king of kings. And the Prince of Peace. He paid the price. He bought the shame. That we may bear the glory. If you have a dream. Let nothing stop your dream. Persecuted. Persecuted. Abused. Insulted. Challenged. Denied. Fortunately for you all. You are in England. When people face their life. Rather than facing you. But devil is the same all over the world. And Jesus said, are you not the one that deep hand in the same place with me? You betray me. And Jesus said, betray thy friend with a kiss. Sometimes it's not the people that hate you that would betray you. Lucifer was the archangel of music. And I hope none of you will be that. Judas was the treasurer of Jesus Christ. And I hope none of you will be that. No price is too high for your dream. At the end of it all, you will find it's worth it. Today, I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful to God. I'm grateful to God. I'm praying that your next visit, by the grace of God, you spend time before convention to come so we can go to Abuja and let you see. Of course, you've seen You've seen great things in Nigeria. The pastors, when I was a young boy, who say, who are you? They are now who say to me, how are you, sir? No price is too high for your dream. I got a message from England. Somebody said, I've never seen a bacha. It's correct. Just look at the signboard when you close. No president that ever served Nigeria that I've not had lunch with. Not one. Not one. Not one. Am I going to come to England and say I have, I've had lunch with a bachelor? God forbid. My work speaks for me. My cause speaks for me. A bachelor didn't call me. God called me. British press didn't call me. God called me. No price is too high for your dream. Go on. Go on. Go on. It will not be long. The trumpet will sound. The dead in Christ shall rise. And we who shall alive shall be caught up to meet him in glory. Come closer tonight. Every one of you, carry your Bible, come forward here. Oh, the old hymns writer says, 
I'm pressing on the upward way. New height I'm gaining every day. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 3, Exodus chapter 6, Exodus chapter 9, he brought them out to take them in. Very soon, by the grace of God, if all our prayers are answered, the nail is our beginning point. This place, 49 Costit Green Road, will become our Nazareth. Is anybody hear what I'm saying? This is only the beginning, it's not the end. The best is yet to come. Somebody shout hallelujah. Be willing to make a move. And when you move, move fast. Don't listen to what the world says. Listen to what the word says. If you want to live long, healthy, hear God more than to hear the devil. 1975. 1975. We're about to open Miracle Center, our first cathedral building. And I hear the press say, the, this one said, this. I was weeping one night. Oh, God, what have I done? And he said, what did you hear? They blackmailed me. They backbite me. And the Lord said to me clearly, come here. What did you say they did? I said, they backbite me. Did they backbite you? I said, yes. Did they bite your front? I said, no. Back bite me. He said, toughen your skin and deafen your ears and continue the journey. 22 years ago, I heard that. From that time, I've encouraged millions of preachers, millions of believers and thousands of preachers all over the world. The trip is too good to turn back. And the Bible says, he that lays his hand on the plow cannot look back. It's not the devil who called you. And I have it in a small, slight English word. If they blackmail you, whitemail yourself. <laughs> they have black paint, you have white paint. Did you hear what I'm saying? Where you are going is so far. To look back will draw you back. Don't look back. Don't look back. He who is against you is not the one who called you. God is for you. And if you read your Bible very well, you hear the Bible say, I know the thoughts which I have of you. They are thoughts of good things and not of evil. You have a long way to go. This is just primary and kindergarten school you are now. Very soon you enter. High school, class one, the university is still waiting for you. You must be willing to ignore the voice of the devil and listen to God. Once again, I remind you, if you are going to go far, keep your dream. It may cost you your first coat. It may cost you your second coat. But 17 years later, those who took your coat will bow before you. And say, Mr. Joseph, we are here. We need corn. Surprise them. And live long enough to prove your enemy wrong. Can somebody say? Thank you for listening to this podcast. To connect with us on social media, visit us at CGMI Global on Facebook and Instagram.